And we're back. And we're back. I think we got everything figured out. Yes. Technical issues will not be an issue today. <laughs> Please don't say that out loud. There. Just say we're, we're grateful for today. It's a beautiful sunny day here in Portland, Oregon. 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 Either of which would be appropriate. Um, yes. So uh, we had a few issues on uh, on Friday, but it looks like we have everything resolved now. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. So if you listen to Friday's episode, uh, 431, I guess that would be. Yeah, we had uh, we had some technical issues down here at the studio on Friday, which is, you know, it's bound to happen from which time is, to time. Yeah, it's common. You know, we, things we, happen. Computers aren't perfect. Neither are humans. No. Well, we emailed our tech department and uh, you know they were <laughs> all over it and um, yes they got the issue resolved and no it was not a human error it actually was computer error mm. but uh, multiple issues actually which all happen at one time which is part of the fun of running your own radio show yes so but now we have a brand new cup of coffee in our hands mm-hmm. or cups of coffee in our hands yes which okay I don't understand what you were saying about this about the coffee I was talking about how you can yeah. tell how, um, like, how strong and how um, you know, like, fresh the coffee is. Yeah, but by the bubbles. So, so yeah, we were pouring cups of coffee here right before, and you know the bubbles that happen on the top when you pour a, pour a cup of coffee. Sarah claims that you can tell how much caffeine is in the coffee by the bubbles. The qual- I think you can tell the quality of the coffee, and you can tell uh, how how caffeinated it is and how fresh it is. What? By how okay, wait, wait. Take these one by one. How can you tell this just by the bubbles that come up from pouring because coffee? Because you in? can see. Because like if there are just a couple little bubbles and they're clear on the top, you can tell that it's old, probably not very caffeinated coffee. But how? Why? Why? Because it's richer. You can tell from the bubbles when there are a lot of them and they kind of have a brown hue to them. Like you can tell they're a part of the coffee. Doesn't and that, not separate from it? Doesn't that just mean whether it's warm or not? Mm-mm. No, it's when, total how freshness. Does, well, it's, freshness. Yeah. Okay. If it's Freshness and caffeine, because if it's it, obviously if it's darker, you know, a lot of times it's going to be stronger, like more strongly caffeinated. If the bubbles are darker, isn't a bubble mm. the same color no matter what? No, they're clear bubbles and they're small. But like if you if you have a cup of coffee and it has like bigger, shinier bubbles on it, then what? I just say it's I, I always that's at least. OK, is this is this a where did you find this, out this information? Well, how do you know Some this information? Some things are just known. Some things are just known. Okay, is this just like your rules of I understand how to cook a pizza because it's in my head and I've created it that this is the way? You know, I just is this a scientific rule or is this a Sarah rule? That will that will help me understand. Well, something why right why that. does one have to be independent from the other? <laughs> they are, they are in fact quite independent. No, um, I don't. I don't think so. I think that you're getting um. So, getting that essentially, this base. is a Sarah rule that you've concocted that you can tell how. You can not only tell how fresh the coffee is, you can tell how much caffeine is in it, and you can tell the quality of the coffee, all by the I'd bubbles say, on the top. I'd say this more so. This is quite a skill. It I is have quite to say, I've, I've not heard of this I before. I have to say, I have, you know, like in all the times that I've seen this occur, I've always been right. How do, how do you know you've always been right? Where's because the, I'm always properly caffeinated afterward, and the coffee always tastes great. It's also richer, so like it feels like it's, you know, has it. What do you a mean it's com- richer? It's more of a complex taste. You can tell what? the beans are fresh. What does that mean? That they've been picked at what their you, pe- they've been picked and ground at their peak. Oh, really? so now you can tell all the way back mm-hmm. to when it was picked yes. just by the bubbles it's on the true, top. It's true, and you can also tell that it was um, like the personality of the person. No, no, no. But you can tell that 
It's good quality. I don't. Perfectly I don't caffeinated think that makes coffee any, with the shine. If there are the shiny brown bubbles on the top, I don't think that makes any sense. I want to do a test of this. Are you, I'm going I'm to get a couple of different. I'm looking this up. We're going to do a test of this because I'm going to get a couple different kinds of coffee, and I'm going to I'm going to make some, and I'm going to pour you a cup of each. I can't do this today, but we're going to have to do this in the future because I want to see if you really can tell the difference. Because I my guess is, depending on how you pour it and how hot it is, you can make the bubbles look like whatever. It you is want. not because that isn't the consistency. Of the bubbles, it is the color and the size of them. What do you mean the color? It's a bubble. What's the what kind it's of color bubble. is a bubble going to have? Bubbles can have different color, like, tinged colors. So you're saying the darker the bubbles are, the more caffeine is in it? Yes, the darker and the shinier, and the bigger the bubbles are, the more caffeine there is. What? How does that make even? Why? Why then? Oh. Let me ask you this: right, Why hey, does that make oh, sense? Oh wait, wait, wait! I'm finding this on the internet. It makes sense because it's true. <laughs> Because every time this I've is had true a decent, in Sarah world. No, every time I've had... Okay, tell me this. There is a rich, beautiful, like, chocolate... Greg and I are obsessed with coffee, in case nobody knows this. Well... So, and by obsessed, we mean the caffeine and the boost that it gives. Yeah, that's all I really... I, I, I don't I, really see, like the taste of coffee, I honestly. Love, I, I really don't. I love the taste of coffee. So, I love drinking coffee. I love the whole... No. I, I love the ritual of pouring coffee and drinking coffee and doing yeah having yeah. coffee in the morning. For me, that I've never gotten that. I mean, I need the effects. Like I like the effects of it, but it's more just a means to an end. Oh. Like the flavor doesn't really do much for See, me. See, I ha- I like coffee flavor. I I've tried to like switch to tea or any of that stuff, and I'm just not a tea person. So I actually like tea quite a bit, but it, it's just more. It's a lot easier just to go grab a cup of coffee. Yeah. Than spend all that time making. Hot water and then. And I know that coffee is just, I'm just like, yeah, why would you just get, put like, you know, hippie leaves in hot water and then pay $2 for that? And really it's just like beans and water for coffee. Why? Who, you complain about people paying for your coffee? No, but leaves? for some reason I feel more justified paying for a cup of coffee than I do paying for a cup of hot water with a tea bag in it. Tea bag. Yeah, tea I mean, bag. that's, yeah, no, I can, I can understand that. But uh, really, that is that's that's all you're doing. Yeah, you're just paying for it ground up. You're paying <gasps> to run hot water through grounds. Okay, all right, get this. So I found this this website, and it's called Good Coffee, and it okay. says you can tell characteristics of freshness and caffeination by a deep fragrant aroma that smell swells up to greet you after the coffee uh, is brewed. Also, okay, an essential, aroma, yeah. essential oils on the surface of the coffee that make it look wet and glossy. I'm not, I don't understand why you're yelling and pointing at me. I don't Are know. you saying little, that this proves your point? I don't understand. Yes. Aroma has nothing to do with what you said. Yeah, aroma. I'm sure you can smell it, and it's just like people with wines and stuff. You can smell and understand what's in it if you know what you're looking for. Um, I just don't quite see how this proves your point of of your vast knowledge well, of that's, bubbles and coffee bubbles. <laughs> I don't know if that makes me close minded. Um, Uneducated? No, no, I I don't. I don't really believe that either. Um, I just, I want to, I want to, I really would like to know where your scientific meaning is behind this. But if you're so confident in this, then you should be able to pass a test. You should be able to pass a test if I get a couple different kinds of coffee. Okay. Well, are you going to get a couple like, you know, one more highly caffeinated than the other and prepare them both the same? Well, do you want more highly caffeinated? It depends because you're saying that you're judging so many things off of these bubbles. So you're judging both caffeination, quality, and uh, Fre- yeah, so and freshness. freshness. So three different things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can test for all three at once. What's the one thing you want to test for? Quality. Quality. All right. We'll test for quality. Mm-hmm. But now that's that's you don't get to taste it. 
You don't get to taste the coffee. Okay. You just get to look at the bubbles on the top. I can tell exactly from just looking. Really? Mm-hmm. You think so? That's why I, yeah, that's why I go to particular coffee establishments in town over others. Well, I, I understand I taste-wise, there is there's definitely a difference in coffee, but I'm saying appearance-wise. Appearance-wise. You, but when you get that coffee poured, when you order a coffee to go at a shop, you're getting it in a container that already usually has a top on it, don't you? No, well, I usually go to places where you have to pour it yourself. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, no. All right, all right. All right. We will have this, I think, That's maybe the later this week. Off. The, later this week, we will have a coffee off. We will, we will determine this. Coffee off. <laughs> Sarah's rules of coffee. <laughs> this is a good cup of coffee, though. Damn fine cup of coffee. Yeah? You think, oh, so you think this is good quality coffee? Yes, it's very good. Because <laughs> I know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> is it Folgers crystals? <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, so we've got, uh, let's see, uh, we should talk about this weekend. Yeah, the crazy weekend. Soapbox Derby weekend. Ayo. Yes, Soapbox Derby. So we we talked about this uh, last week. I mean, this happens every year in Portland. For those not familiar with it, there's Mount Tabor, which is um, basically the uh, remnants of a dead volcano that's mm. in the middle of the city of Portland. An active volcano. It's no, it's dead. In- oh, I thought... No, I've always heard it references an inactive volcano. I, I'm pretty sure it's it's dead. Because inactive makes it sound more foreboding. Well, inactive like means can, that it could become active. Exactly. And I don't think... I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I have the classification wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's it's just the, the very bottom remnants of an old volcano. A dormant volcano cinder cone. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that what Mount Tabor is? Mm-hmm. Huh. So that means it could become active again. Oh, right. that's why I like living in the danger zone well, of that Southeast happens, Portland. We're screwed. Oh, you're fucked. You're like right near there. <laughs> yeah. Well, so would everybody be. Yeah. The entire Me city too, would be actually. fucked. If that thing erupted, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway. Same that's thing with Mount we, Hood, too. That's why we're so crazy. Mount Hood, we could, we could get screwed over, too, if, if and when. Well, it will erupt at some point. We're risk takers. We live <laughs> in the middle of a whole bunch of volcanoes. Not as bad as Seattle, though. Yeah. Mount Rainier blows. Seattle is screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mount, and Mount Rainier is supposed to be the next one. So anyway, volcanoes, living in the volcano zone. We went up to Mount Tabor. Volcano zone. Living in the volcano zone. Speaking of coffee, I think we've had a little bit today. <laughs> um, right into. So we went up to Mount Tabor where they have the adult soapbox derby every year, which is where um, teams of you know six, seven people create their own soapboxes. I'm sure other cities have something like this, but uh, and it, a lot of it goes into the creativity of it, and then they run them down the mountain and race down the mountain. We can only have a maximum of four people on your team. Well, four people riding, yeah, right? Yeah, four people racing at the same yeah. time, yeah. Yeah, but then there's other people that are yeah. that are involved in it. It's true, just because I didn't want it, people to be nitpicky and then write and be like, Dear sir and Greg, you guys got Oh, people are going to be nitpicky about it anyway. <laughs> so there's eight people that ride down per car. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they um, but then and they race them down. And what it is is essentially they get a an alcohol permit for the entire Mount Tabor Park, which is huge, to where you can go up there and basically publicly drink in a giant park mm-hmm. all day long while people race really fast, uh, dangerous objects, like past plywood you. boxes and with yeah. like in weird costumes and you know things hanging off. Bad of breaks. Like, yeah, bad or bad breaks or no breaks. Yeah, yeah, it is. Fantastic. There's nothing more Portland than adult soapbox derby. Mm-hmm. But uh but yeah, so we went to went up there. Lots of people go up there yeah. and and had had quite a few beverages. Actually, the day started off. So <laughs> it's kind of it's a big day in Portland, a big day for day drinking where I mean there's thousands of people that go up there. Yeah. And uh, most people 
have a few beverages or some morning uh, cocktails or things before they head up there. And so we actually went over to uh, my friend Anna was having um, kind of a get together beforehand. And so I went over there and then Sarah and Tuggy met up over there and some other friends were over there. And the thing we were going to do, though, was have uh, mimosas beforehand. And it's been a while since I bought champagne. And maybe I went to the store and I, I picked out a picked out a bottle of Cook Cook's champagne, the Brute. That was five ninety nine. And as I started walking out the store, I saw another flat, and it was also what I thought Cook's champagne, but a different kind, and it was only four ninety nine. So I mean, if I don't and drink champagne, I don't the- champagne drink champagne much, so I don't really care what it tastes like. And I was like, well, four ninety nine. That sounds that's a dollar cheaper. Why am I bothering with this when I can save a dollar? So I placed the bottle down there and I grabbed a different one off of the other flat of champagne that was there. And uh, made it back home mm-hmm. when it packed it. I actually put it in the refrigerator and chilled it. Of course, because, you know, everyone enjoys a bottle of chilled champagne. Mm-hmm. And then uh, packed that up and then went all the way over to Anna's house in the morning and got there. and was like, hey, guys, I'm going to make us some mimosas. Brought out my bottle and took off the top, and I realized, wow, this is kind of weird that it has a plastic top on it. Wait a minute, what's a bottle cap doing on top of this champagne? Oh, I bought sparkling cider. I love how you're just so blinded by the dollar savings. It was a, that I you saved completely a dollar. missed the huge label on the front that says, you know, whatever <laughs> something sparkling cider. It's huge. I can't believe I did this. Like it's, I just don't understand. Like how <laughs> I was so blinded by it that I, yeah. So anyway, I brought the wrong stuff. Thankfully, though, uh, Sarah and Tuggy did not. <laughs> And Anna, nobody else did. Nobody else brought the wrong thing. Just me. I just let you know, it's not very common, Greg. Whoopsie daisy. Whoopsie daisy. I just feel like how excited you got for that dollar savings. You're like, oh my God, there's a secret stash of super cheap champagne. What's not to love about it? <coughs> I can't pass up this deal. Well, I mean, it's a dollar. Why, why bother spending another dollar on something? Eh? Just going for the effects. Anyway, ended up having quite a quite a few glasses of mimosas. Yeah, and you and Tuggy were drinking that other stuff. What was that? Yeah, so it was another friend of ours, uh, Nick, was there, and he uh, and he brought. He, it was kind of cool. You had like this cooler that was designed for alcohol. I don't know whether it's supposed to be like a wine bottle carrier or what, but he had like eight different compartments in it, all with like you know soft velvet lined compartments, each one having some different type of booze in it. Like, you had whiskey, you had tequila, you had rum, you had vodka, and then he had this other thing. It's like he carried it everywhere. It was kind of, it was kind of cool, mm. kind of impressive, and very dangerous at the same time. And so, but he had this other bottle called Grog, which um, it's basically a hundred proof stuff that tastes like root beer, is essentially all I can describe it. I don't know exactly what's in it, but um, I mean, the bottle says Grog on it. And so, Tuggy and I had a couple shots. Well, actually, and John and and Nick and yeah, we all we all had a couple shots of that stuff. Mm. And let me just say it, it's kind of rough. It's hundred proof. <laughs> and then we I headed know, up to the like, mountain. And I was like, yeah, Greg, shouldn't do that, Greg. Greg, shouldn't do it. Shouldn't do it, Greg. And after you're like, oh, it's fine. And then as soon as we sat down, you're like, I think I made a mistake. <laughs> oh, this doesn't feel good. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I did that and then headed up to the mountain. 
and um, and had a lot of fun. Met uh, met a lot of people. I think I talked to listener Zach, mm. who's up there. Uh, so hello to him. Hello. And, and yeah, it was a it was a really good time up on the mountain. There's as usual up there when this thing goes on. It's just kind of chaos. Everybody brings blankets to throw down on the side of the side of the hill. And it's just a giant party. Mm. That's really all it is. Coolers of beer, and you see people that you don't see like all year, mm-hmm. like long. Oh yeah, people have new babies. Yeah, I'm just like, oh wow, you have another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good to well, see you. it's kind of like SantaCon because that's where you end up seeing everybody that you haven't seen for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the people that you see at these events, but that's usually about all you ever talk to them at. And so yeah, it's it's one of those. Yeah, Santa because there are like there are Portlanders who kind of. You know, go to these kind of things, and then there are ones who aren't. And they're basically like the same kind of group. Like, you know, the people that you yeah. see at Soapbox Derby are also the same ones that think SantaCon is hilarious. Right. Until, like, you go there. Like, it, it, it is just, like, kind of a, a, like, you either have the particular mindset and think it's the greatest thing ever, or you think it's stupid and don't go. Yeah. So. That's pretty much it. We it's are one or the, the other. mindset that, yeah, the, we find this stuff ridiculously I, entertaining. Yeah I, yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, did that and hung out there, and then... Uh, I'm trying to remember everything that happened up there at that park. There's there's just craziness ensues. Yeah. A lot of water um, water being thrown on people. Oh, God. I got hit right in the face in the first run. That didn't set my day off very happily. Let me just say, Sarah was not a happy camper for quite a while. <laughs> for so a while. So our friend, uh, we had some friends in, uh, in one of the soapbox cars. And part of the thing is when you're riding the soapbox down the hill, you know, there's spectators lining all the way down this hill. It's like a windy hill. Um, down the side of the mountain. Mm. And one of the things that people in the soapboxes do as they're racing by is they usually have water guns or water balloons and they just nail the crowd with water as they go past. Well, our friend and was I starting forgot, off... And I forgot, and I've gone to this for like eight years. What was I thinking? So our friends were getting, were just, we were right up at the starting line and they headed out in their uh, soapbox and one of our friends happened to see Sarah standing right there and Smiling. nailed her. With the water gun. Right in the face. And thank God I just put my sunglasses back on or else I would have like just looked like a big old mess with like <laughs> eye makeup all over my face. But yeah, got me and I'm wearing a white shirt, so I'm completely soaked. And I was you were so pissed. Because I had just you gotten were there. So mad. Yeah, but the thing is, that is exactly what he should have done. I know, I he know. He did exactly but I was the just, right thing. I know. I know. I'm not saying that it was any fault of his. I'm saying <laughs> that I was irrationally like <laughs> and so I couldn't have any fun until I got him back. Yeah, which... But then I did. God, it took like 45 minutes or an hour. It did. Uh, yes, but then you did get, you did get him and back. And then listener Jesse, actually, um, we got a, a message from him, and he dumped a like a four-gallon bucket of water on Smiley's head. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's part of the fun, though, being up there. You know you're probably going to get wet. Somebody's going to throw something at you. Mm. You'll get a pine cone. If you're a guy, probably someone is going to tackle you at some point. Or if you're Tuggy, you might meet a couple of ladies. Yes, t- for Tuggy, Not yeah. Not one, but two. Yeah. He made out, he made out pretty well. He did. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> get it? <laughs> yeah, so it was, a, it was a very fun day. And then headed back down from that and... Um, uh, ended up going back over to Anna's first for some more barbecuing. Yes, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And um, I highly suggest that to anyone who goes up there. Yes. Next year. So uh, let's see. I didn't. What time is it right now? It's 11 Should o'clock. We, so we didn't get a chance to do any ball talk. I have I have one of the greatest stories in ball talk that I think I've ever had that I didn't get a chance to tell on Friday. And did it have to do with bikinis? Benikis? No, it actually doesn't. It doesn't have to do with any female nudity. Now, that's just odd. I know. And I'm still saying it's a great story. Well, it's a terrible story, but it's... 
but it's great nonetheless. Okay. No one was no one was actually harmed in this. Harmed or dead? No one's dead. No one was maybe emotionally harmed. I would say there's some emotional damage probably from this. And there's possibly the loss of a career, but uh, no long-term physical damage to anyone. Okay. Yeah. I would say there probably is some emotional damage to them. All right. Okay. All right, let's do some ball talk. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. They look like such big, strong hands. <coughs> what you doing over there? That's a hard voice to do. Yeah, that is. Ball talk. All right. <laughs> a lot of controversy going on right now in college football. So the college football season is getting ready to start here, actually in just a couple of weeks, really. And uh, there's now talk again about conferences changing. So... I don't know if you remember last year, you know, the Pac-10 is now the Mm Pac-12. There was a big deal going on with that. Almost became the Pac-16. You know, a bunch of teams shifting conferences and changing where they were before. The Big Ten changed. Um, Really, a lot of them changed. And what that that all comes down to is just money. Money in markets and big television markets is what all these conferences want to get into. And that's all that matters. It doesn't even matter how good the team is that they add. So, hence Colorado joining the Pac-10 even though they're not very good at anything, mm-hmm. but they have the Denver oh, market. Oh, poor Colorado. Well, but well, they used to be good at some things, but uh, but we get the Denver market. Denver television market equals lots of money. So uh, one of the things the Southeastern Conference is trying to do, so the Southeastern Conference has like Florida, um, you know, Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, all those teams. And what they are talking about now is the possibility of adding Texas A&M into the SEC. Oh, I know, yes, your, what was your roommate's name? Dallas. That went to, her da- name was Dallas. She was so stinky, she never showered, and she stole all my clothes Sarah and used, money. Sarah used to have a roommate that, was, that went to Texas A&M and I just, I'm, It's always going to be associated in my mind forever. Forever as the dirty, like, stinky whore school. <laughs> Klepto whore school. I'm sure some of our listeners have attended Texas A&M, and they can uh, maybe add in their own thoughts on. No, Sarah's I think opinion. Texas A&M sounds like a great school. I'm just really sorry that that girl had to go there and ruin it for, well, just for me, not for you. That's a great school. Come on, Texas A&M is, is an awesome school. Except for the fact Dallas went there, and it's full of stinky people, according and according to Sarah. And she's those still, are the express no, opinions of Sarah. People, I said person. Please do not associate me oh my with God, this, Greg. <laughs> I just want somebody to email in angrily at you for ballpark for once instead of me. Greg doesn't know what he's talking about. Texas A&M University possibly joining the Southeastern Conference, but what this is is it's a huge deal for the state of Texas. So football, you know, is king in in Texas, and you have uh, the three major schools: Texas A&M, University of Texas, and Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a big deal that the rumors of Texas A&M leaving for the Southeastern Conference uh, caused the state Senate to hold an emergency session to discuss this. Wow. And figure out whether they're going to allow this to happen or not. Like, they want to try to block it. Um, it, This is how big a deal is. I mean, it it stops government, like these kind of rumors. Mm -hmm. And that's all it is, is a rumor. But it's, it shuts down their government to where they have to have emergency sessions over Texas A&M leaving. And uh, so the, the rumor is right now that SEC hasn't officially given them a bid. But if they do, it's going to be uh, pretty chaotic. 
you know, for uh, for the state of Texas. Life for will a while. be topsy turvy. For them, it will be. It actually will be. I mean, it may seem ridiculous as just football, but seriously, it will mess with government and money and everything if this goes through. So it may not sound like much to anyone outside of Texas, but trust me, it will be a big deal. Mm. Um, one other thing going on. Uh, the North Dakota, University of North Dakota, is going to have to change their nickname. So they've been known as the Fighting Sioux for a long, long time. And uh, they actually have the endorsement of one of the tribes uh, one of the Sioux, Sioux Nation tribes. and However, though, the NCAA has finally ruled that they officially have to change their name from Fighting Sioux. So they will no longer be the Fighting Sioux. They're going to have a contest to see what kind of nickname they're going to come up with. I think that they should overtake that uh, Mississippi um, campaign to get Admiral Akbar as, <laughs> as their, as their uh, mascot. North Dakota Akbar's. Something like that. North Dakota Akbars. I think somebody needs to adopt Akbar. Um, Moving on to ball talk, there's this guy. So this is the luckiest kid ever. So this is a a kid, Tim Anderson, who is a Baltimore Orioles fan. And he went and watched uh, the the Baltimore Orioles play the Chicago White Sox for a three-game series, three consecutive games. Uh, This was last week. And he did something that's... Nobody can actually verify that this has ever happened before. So in all three games, he caught a home run ball. All three games. How old is this kid? He's 17 years old. He was was just watching the game Uh out in the outfield. And all three games, someone hit a home run and it went straight to him and he caught the ball. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... I mean, that's insane. The, the, the odds of something like that happening are are ridiculous. But nonetheless, yeah, three straight games, three straight home run balls. People go to games their entire lives and never even get a foul ball anywhere near them, or a, let alone a home run ball. In three games in a row, he caught a home wow, run. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, moving on to ball talk, we've got to... Okay, i got a couple more stories, because there's just so much that has happened. This one, though, I thought was funny, and I'm, I'm wondering what, what you think of whether or not this is a legitimate reason to be fired so there is the uh the head coach of oklahoma state football mike gundy mm-hmm. hired a carpenter to come and do some work at his house and i guess it was like a big remodel of a deck or something like that so it so was some extensive work and the day that the guy showed up uh this was march 21st when this actually happened that the day the contractor showed up he was wearing an oklahoma baseball t-shirt so university of oklahoma not oklahoma state okay this is Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State football coach's house. So the guy showed up with rival rival uh, shirt. And I guess Mike Gundy, the Oklahoma State guy, went out there and started chewing him out and said, how dare you come into my house and defend my wife regarding his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently his wife was offended by this. Um, called the contractor a stupid idiot for wearing the shirt on OSU soil, as he called it. And uh, the contractor apologized, offered to turn his shirt inside out, um, but uh, Mike Gundy refused that and said he was fired on the spot and kicked him off of the job. Well, now this contractor is actually suing Gundy in court for uh, more than $10,000 in damages, saying he lost more than $30,000 in income from, it was going to be a 13-week job, so it's wow. a big job, whatever it was. So he's only suing him for $10,000? Only suing him for $10,000. Hmm, okay. But do you think that that's a legitimate reason to- a, do you think that's a legitimate reason that the Oklahoma State uh, guy fired? No. No, yeah. especially if the guy offered to turn his shirt inside out. That's just ridiculous. That's what I think, That's just so dumb. I mean, it is. It's it's ridiculous. He, there should have just been some, like, oh, what are you doing? You know, I can see some, like, making fun of him or some, you know, ribbing the guy f- for a while. Mm. And certainly, 
that would be warranted. I mean, because that's a dumb move on the contractor's part. Just it's a customer. I mean, you don't show up like I don't know. It just seems well. Did like he a bad know? Move. Maybe he didn't know. Uh, you would think he knew. No. Yeah, I mean, it's Mike Gundy, especially around there in Oklahoma. Everybody's gonna know who Mike Gundy is. You know, that'd be like not knowing who Nate McMillan is. You know, if you were in Oregon and you got a job, fuss, some guy named Nate McMillan. I wonder who that is. I mean, that's how famous this guy is. Okay. You know, you, he would have to. Yeah, I would think you would know. Um, but still, yeah, not a reason to get fired. But anyway, that is what's going on there in Oklahoma. And finally, we have this story. So this is the one. That you've been talking about? This is the one I've been talking about and that relates directly to Oregon. So this happened last week, and uh, this has to do with the U.S. ski team, which was training up at Mount Hood, which they do quite a bit. Uh, they train up there at Mount Hood, and it has to do with Robert Sandy Vietz. Sandy is his nickname. He's 18. He's one of the uh, 75 most elite skiers in the nation, and he was basically he's part of the U.S. Olympic t- or U.S. team, so most likely was going to get to go to the Olympics. Uh-oh, he was? He was most likely going to get to the Olympics. So what happened was they were taking a red he was taking a red eye flight from Portland to JFK last Wednesday on his way home from the uh, week long ski team event at Mount Hood. And as the plane was taking off, well, he'd had a few drinks and he decided to get up and walk towards the bathroom, not realizing he didn't quite make it to the bathroom. Instead, he made it about five rows back from his seat standing or five rows ahead from his seat stood behind one of the uh, rose vials and began urinating in the middle of the aisle only he uh, happened to be standing right behind a nine-year-old girl and he proceeded to urinate on her leg oh my god (laughs) his uh, statement that he gave cops later on after they pulled him off the flight was, I was drunk and I did not realize I was pissing on her leg. Wow, that's a class act right there. Yeah. I didn't realize I was pissing on her leg. Yeah, this was his, his official statement. Pissing? He said pissing? I did not realize I was pissing on her leg. <sighs> <laughs> so he, he had consumed eight alcoholic beverages, as he claimed, uh, before boarding the JetBlue flight, which means he probably had 15. And uh, the, the the girl's father is not very happy no, with the situation. No. Or excuse me, she was 11. She was 11, not 9. She was 11 years old. Um, they are not happy, and they are uh, looking at pursuing a case against him. He has since been kicked off of the ski team. Uh, so he will. his career is ruined for the U.S. ski team right now. All because he had way too many drinks and decided to... Pee on a little girl. Wow. I've had a few drinks before I've gotten on a plane before, and I know it's tough, like, having to wait for it to get up in the air when you really have to go to the bathroom, but peeing on a little girl is never the right thing to do. Well, it seems like he didn't realize he was doing that. He didn't realize it, but nonetheless... It happened. Still. The girl's... The girl's father... I guess I do have this one little side note. Who is a stage four cancer patient, by the way. Eleven year old, the eleven year old's father uh, realized what was happening right when the guy was in the middle of peeing on the leg and tried to get up to uh, to get him. And at that point, a uh, flight attendant separated them before the guy could get up and destroy this kid. And his his comment was, "Fuck that kid! I don't want him near my family." 
Wow. Well, yeah. well, he was peeing on his daughter. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Sandy Veets, no longer part of the U.S. ski team. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Packed full of balls today. Ew. Lots of balls. Um, I would like to remind everyone that if you enjoy Fun Employment Radio, you can go to Fun Employment Radio. I just did it. Yeah, I know, but I was going to. I was taking a sip of water. Dot com. And uh, click on one of our sponsor links on the right hand side and you can sign up uh, to get a free audiobook courtesy of audible.com. Now is the time of year because a lot of people are doing their last, uh, you know, their, their last kind of road trips before the summer ends and you can pick up an audible book. Courtesy of FunEmploymentRadio.com. Uh, right now, just by going to our website and clicking on the link right on the right-hand side, it's free. You can get like 30 hours, up to 30 hours of entertainment, basically. All kinds of audiobooks on there, thousands of them. You can pick whatever one you want, all for free, just for signing up for the free trial. Free, 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 free. Free, free, free. And it helps us. So please go there now and click on the link on our website. Thank you very much. What a great audience. Hi, guys. <laughs> wow, what a great audience. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching way too much Stamping South Park. through a, your cunt. A continuously nice person. <laughs> what is his name? Uh, that's uh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. Will you please do that impression well, again? Wow, what a great audience. So, uh, 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 a priest and a r- r- rabbi walk into a bar. <laughs> wow, what a great audience. <laughs> I wouldn't even finish the jokes that he makes, but. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> no, maybe we'll do one in a minute. I love, I love Jimmy. I love South Park. <laughs> yeah, it is. It I is always funny. I never get tired of watching South Park ever. Yeah. It is. It's true. It's. <laughs> I can't believe it's still. It gets funny. S- really. I mean, there's only a few episodes where even I'm like, oh, the one with the uh, Tom Cruise eating babies episode. That one mm. was. That was. That was pretty rough. Oh, there's the AIDS one too. When they were talking about, um, you know, like having AIDS, like associates. Yeah. And he's like, I want to give everybody AIDS. Like all the, you know, all these horrible plays on words that they were having, but with like assistance. Yeah. Oh, that one's bad. And the peeing in the water park one. I cannot handle that. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for the pee. <laughs> oh my god. I just looked up someone's jokes. Yeah, it's the Yeah, thank you. And then we're gonna end with one of Jimmy's jokes. Oh Not your turn right now, Greg. <laughs> Hello my friends, my name is Sarah Still and welcome to my world of crazy. A couple of these stories are a little outdated since uh, due to the nature of Friday's program, a.k.a. Uh, you know, a little bit of technical difficulty, difficulties, 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 but still just the same. They are noteworthy. First up, Portland celebrity and entertainment icon slash old drag queen Darcel was arrested last week for allegedly assaulting two OLCC officers at his nightclub. Darcel, also known as Walter Cole and an asshole, was booked in Multnomah County Jail and was released after he made his bail. Darcel, who's 80, has a night has uh, owned Darcel's for decades and is a fixture at the civic and philanthropic events of Portland 
and was expected to be in court on Friday. But as I can tell you, this is already over and he had since been released. So reportedly, he said that he uh, that he pushed two L- OLCC officers that he said came bombarding into his club without trying to pay the cover fee. Whereas now it's coming out that uh, supposedly a minor was in the club and was able to purchase a beer, which is why the OLCC was there. Um, after Darcel realized that he was shoving an OLCC officer, he, of course, apologized. Police arrested him anyway, but not until after he had finished the show. Darcel goes on record saying he was paraded down the street, cuffed in his beautiful seat, but it doesn't have any updates on if he's going to be charged for serving a minor. I would think they're going to go after that. They don't usually drop those kinds of charges. Serving my, I mean, because that's the whole purpose of those stings. It's just to find somebody screwing up. Mm-hmm. Um, See, and the most frustrating thing to me is like, like now when I was seeing this, everyone's like, save Darcel. Darcel didn't do anything. You know who Darcel is? Yes, he does a lot of good for the community. And I think that's awesome. But like the way that, like the philanthropic stuff that he does, like drawing attention to certain events and whatnot. I have met Darcel many times. He is a dick. He is an old senile fucking jerk. He is me. He was yeah. so mean to me for no reason. I don't know where he just, he is so delirious when he was performing that he started, I was sitting there quietly watching his performance that he had personally invited me to and sat me at. Whereas um, some people two rows behind me started talking and laughing and stuff. He decided to pinpoint, like scream at me, calling me a dumb fucking bitch and just shut my fucking mouth and screaming at me and everything. It was the worst night ever. It was humiliating. And because he was so senile, he couldn't remember that he had invited me and then thought that I was talking at his show. It was horrible. He was, was a horrible, horrible little man. Yeah. I know. I'm saying like, and everyone, I keep seeing all these things like, he's such a sweet old guy. He's no, not. No, he's not. No, he's, he's not. not. I've, I mean, I haven't had that kind of interaction with him, but I have encountered him several times because he used to come to the radio station and no, he was, he's always kind of a jackass. No. And he's like, not very, uh, I don't know. And it has nothing to do with. Not anything to do with his like sexual orientation. No. Some people are just mean, and he made me have one of the worst nights of my life. After I was looking forward to this, we had our some business associates with us, and he just started screaming at me, and I'm like, I'm not doing anything. And he's like, why don't you shut the fuck up? It was just in front of the entire club, and I was just sitting there. Well, and that's the thing. I just hate it when people try to equate anything based on him, based on the fact that he's a drag queen. It's mm-hmm. like, it's who cares? Some people are just... Who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah, the guy's just an asshole. Yeah. Well, speaking of someone who's not an asshole, let's let's go on to a happier story. I'm sorry, I just get, get a little flustered. I've just never been treated like that by someone, like, undeservedly. He's just not a nice person. The end. He got away with it, and yay. Free Darcel. Fuck you. Laura Brashier beat stage four cancer, but the grueling treatments have, this is going to be a positive story, have killed her sex life. So I didn't understand this, but I guess when people are going through uh, cancer treatments, a lot of the times when they have all the chemo and radiation and whatnot, it leaves them uh, unable to have sexual intercourse anymore. Okay. So like sometimes when they've gone through all that radiation, you know, some things are just destroyed and not able to be repaired. But um, she's 37 years old and, you know, she knows that this is a problem that a lot of people face you know after they've gone through cancer so she has decided to start up a dating site so this dating site is called to date for love.com so what this is it's a site for people who have fought cancer and you know or any other kind of um thing that they needed treatment through like chemo or radiation and who can no longer you know have sexual intercourse where they can go and find companions like of the same nature so it says, To Date for Love is a dating site that enables people who cannot engage in sexual intercourse to meet and experience love, companionship, and intimacy at its deepest level. So right now, uh, this, so this woman created it. 
It has over 2,000 members so far, and it's uh, going quite successfully. So it's really neat to see someone actually take a negative experience and turn it into a positive one for people. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So it's in the, within the first day, it had 3,000 listeners, or excuse me, viewers. Uh, Laura also said she didn't want to be alone. That was the reason she went online. She wants to help out people and, you know, try and find someone for herself as well. So she wants uh, to just enable people to be able to find others with similar interests and not having to worry about the awkwardness of not being able to perform sexually. Very cool. I just found that very interesting. Yeah, no, I, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And this is from last week, but in case you haven't heard yet, ex-warrant singer Janie Lane dead at 47. Yeah. I'm, so, and I do have to read the FARC headline from it. Okay. And I'm not going to comment on it. All right. Former Warrant singer Janie Lynn, Lane discovers that heaven really isn't too far away. Oh. Janie Lane was found dead in his hotel in Los, or excuse me, in a hotel in Los Angeles. Uh, last week, it was discovered at the Comfort Inn in Woodland Hills. No cause of death has been determined. And I was actually looking it up today. And it still seems like there hasn't been a cause of death uh, determined yet. Uh, so supposedly he'd been struggling with alcoholism and served uh, 120 days in jail recently for a second DUI conviction. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize he was one of those, uh, you know, having trouble with alcohol. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't understand that. Uh, That's so too this bad. Is just, this is a potpourri of crazy today. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. No, this is good. Okay. What are you looking at over there? Oh, nothing. Are you looking up Jimmy jokes? No, I wouldn't be doing that at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Why would I be Googling Jimmy jokes? That's just ridiculous. Of course, it is very hard to find sites as I hear, as I hear about uh, that list out as jokes. An anonymous tip led Spring Hill police to cite a man last week for indecent exposure near an elementary school. No children were around. This isn't okay. a children's story. All right. So Daniel Dean Torrell, 56, crazy 50s, was found around 9 a.m. nude and committing lewd acts when a t with a two and a half foot Barbie type doll underneath a bridge. What? Torrell told police he had his attention deficit disorder and that an increase in his medication was escalating his sexual urges toward midgets and little people. Oh. Torrell was seen earlier by a passerby walking a dog. It's about over, it's over a thousand feet from the school. So he wasn't trying to show himself to children. And of course, there aren't any students right now considering it's the summer. Police say that no students saw Torrell. But the incident uh, drew heavy police presence, and the parents were alerted via an automatic call from the school's principal. Wait, why would the school be doing this if it's August? Because there I don't wouldn't know. be classes right now. Well, maybe. I mean, it depends on depends on where that. Some of them already start this early. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah. All right. So Toral is given an indecent exposure and misdemeanor charge, and was given a citation and released. The charges that require him to register with local or state sex offender lists, and he was not found guilty um, of any of those charges. But he did, however, have a fondness for little people. And finally, man fired for use of urine therapy. A famed Austrian <laughs> museum has fired an employee for washing his hands and face with his own urine. Alfred Zoppel okay. says he, he was fired after 23 years of working as an, as an attendant at the Belvedere, a castle in Vienna with a major art collection. He said his adherence to urine therapy was, quote, never a problem. So urine therapy is the practice of taking your own urine and rubbing it into your skin, particularly your hands and face, to keep them youthful and glowing. 
Zopolt57 said yesterday he got his notice because it was, yeah, he was fired because of his urine therapy. And since he was putting his own urine on his hands, he's soiling his place of work and threatening the health of his coworkers. Yeah, fair enough. That's, if you are peeing on yourself, that does tend to cause a bit of a hazard for other people. Believers in urine therapy, yes, do claim medical and cosmetic benefits, but neither have been proven. <laughs> but goddammit, they're just going to keep smearing pee on themselves until something does happen. Much like you can tell the flavor and aroma of coffee by the bubbles. There, there are things you just know are... Stop. That's a real crazy. I want to hear a Jimmy joke. <laughs> now let's... Uh, well, we do have actually um, a couple more intros. Oh, yeah. That we still need to play. Mm-hmm. So as we have said before, we are having an... Uh, as... I, it always reminds me of something. Oh, I shouldn't even talk about this. Yes, you should. No, it was, uh, there was, the Jimmy jokes remind me of a, of a guy that I worked with. The hot dog um, guy? No, I didn't work with the, no, not, oh, that's okay. not, that's not it. Um, no, this was someone that I worked with at, uh, at my summer job who had, I'm not even going to say this, no. Okay. He, he, had, he, had, he had a speech. All right, here's one of our intros that has been submitted. Yes. Get ready! Explosions! Download, download, download. Great. Nibbler. Sarah X. <laughs> do we do we hear this one from him last week? I I think we did. This was is that from Soup? Yeah. Okay. Do, are you sure that we played that? Because I feel like we did. Yeah. Oh well, you told me two, and this is the two. Well, yeah, I, I, maybe we did play this one, okay. which was which is awesome. And then uh, here's let's the see, second think, one. Yeah, here's a. Get ready. Explosion. So this one's the edgier one. I kind of like it as a commercial. Yeah, I think it's a great bumper yeah. commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope, I, agree. I don't know about an intro, but I like it as a commercial. Yep. Nope. I think that works perfect for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, excellent work, Soup. Thank you. Thank you so much yes. for sending those in. And uh, we are still, of course, accepting submissions for intros. We're looking for a new intro. Not because there's anything wrong with the one we have now. Just want to change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the uh, forum link at the top, you can, A, sign up for our forum, which is you need to do anyway. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also all the rules there kind of about what the contests are, are involved with um, are right there. Really, it's just being as creative as you want to be and submitting something into us and we'll uh, we'll see if we can find a new one. I don't know. That sounds awesome. super. All right, I love I'm our creative you. listeners. Okay, I want to hear Jimmy joke. <laughs> you put way too much pressure on me to no, do this. No, you're good at it. So I wouldn't put pressure on you if I thought you'd... Hey, Sarah. Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupt. Interrupting cow. 
Interrupting cow who? No! Well, what a great audience. Thank you, thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's enough. I'm going to get enough hate mail for that. Um, should we just go ahead and wrap up today's show? Are you sure? Because I'm sure there's so much more gold to have. <laughs> we seem to just be fucking on today. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio oh at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Coming up later this week, we will possibly be having a very special guest. Mm-hmm. Very, very special well, all guest. All of our guests are special. All of them are special. So well, not all of them. Most of them. That is true. We are doing, um, this is an earlier day today, so most of you are used to hearing uh, Aaron Duran on today. I'm sure he'll be on later on Yeah, we're going to have him on this week. Yeah, but uh, we have some meetings this afternoon, so we're recording a little bit earlier today. Just just the way it had to work out. Lots of exciting things in the land of Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget, too, to go to sportlandiatv.com and... um, Check out our episode from uh, from Friday of Sportlandia, our show that we do for the Trailblazers. It was yeah. it was fun. That was a, that was a fun one. Yeah, we did it at the Dew Tour, so there's like skateboards going off in the background, and we may or may not have been hit by skateboards. You'll have to tune in to find out. Guarantees. Guarantees. Tees. I don't know if I need more coffee, but I want more coffee. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Thank you. What a great audience. What are you, a gay fish? <laughs>